This is the Dice Tower Network at Dicetowernetwork.com. Welcome back to Rolling Dice and Taking Names, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. This is episode 48, Carolina on my mind. I'm Tony. And this is Marty. That is my Waldorf to my step. How does Eric do that again? Uh, and now introducing... I, I hear it all the time, Marty, and I cannot remember how they do that. Yeah, so it'd be, it'd be now introducing like Statler to my Waldorf. Now introducing my Waldorf to my Statler. Yeah, that's it. that's it. That's it. And y'all are sitting there saying, why are they on the Muppets again? Aren't, aren't you? That's what you're thinking. Well, it comes down to our recent guest appearance on the Geek All-Stars. And once again, a big shout out to Dan and Chris for having us on. We really do appreciate that. And when Dan introduced us, he um, introduced us as Statler and Waldorf. And it's kind of sticking for some, un- odd, for some odd reason, Marty. I don't know why. Well, here's the thing. That's not the first time that's been said about us. I've missed. See, I don't. That's what I get for not reading Twitter. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, remember when we even talked about the Muppets? People was like, "Well, you're like Statler and Waldorf anyway." But I don't consider us really big curmudgeons or anything. But what? And I thought I thought the same thing. So I actually tweeted that today, saying, "You know, I don't know if this is good or bad." And um, Chris Headley on on Twitter. I uh, said, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. that's a compliment. And I said, but we aren't old or curmudgeons. And he said, no, you look at it as funny and loved. Oh, is that how it goes? Cause I would agree with the old part. And then Suzanne, <laughs> thank you for the Photoshop there. That was great. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, Photoshopped our faces on Statler and Waldorf, the classic shot of them sitting in their, uh, what you call balcony at the theater Muppet theater and in fact you know I thought that was so cute I actually grabbed a shot of that and made that our Facebook page cover on our Facebook page if you want to go join our Facebook page at rolldicetechnames.com well you go to the website if you go to the website and you go to the Facebook page link or just go search for us on Facebook but anyway so yeah I changed that and so then I said I wonder if there's anything to end like and everybody yes yes and started favoriting it so it's like you know what there's worse things we could be called that's I completely agree with you. So I'll stick with that, and I'm you know I'm I'm good with that. I, I can be Statler because I am the taller one of us. So yes, and and I'll be Waldorf because I'm, I guess, bald, got a mustache and a belly. Well, okay. Well, see, that's where I'm really see. If, if you look in the camera, you can see the bald spot. You everybody out there, take a look. See, there it is. So but you anyway. don't you don't have the unibrow going on though. Uh, hey, give me a night. <laughs> you, you know? wax that thing down huh yeah. well you know it's between you know get there and go to the ears it's amazing oh, gosh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and by the way i'm glad you changed the angle on your on your camera because it's a second ago i was just looking up your nose you know talking about trimming some hair there you go Sorry about that. Or at least, you know, if the spotlight was on, you'd be blinded off that. So anyway, <laughs> so if anybody has any um, success with Rogue Game, please post in our BGG forum and let us know how that's working for you. <laughs> okay, we, we're, we're a podcast about games. 
You wouldn't know that, health. but yeah. <laughs> not not um, help. Oh. And actually, you mentioned um, um, Chris and Dan, and we do want to thank them uh, for having us on. And in fact, you can go listen to those episodes right now. It actually, uh, we recorded this a few nights ago from when we recorded the episode that we're recording right now. I, I love that whole time thing that screws everybody up. And we thought, okay, this is going to be a, a long going session, but we're going to be ready. So we got in, what, three hours into this. And Dan, as we're doing this, Dan uh, texted us and said, all right, we're going to have to split this into two episodes. So we are on episode 85 and 86. And in fact, we have to go back on and finish episode 86. As in 85 is really mainly about games and uh, some rants and some Kickstarter. And 86 is going to be about uh, movies that we saw this summer. And if you remember, we had Dan on back in the spring to look at summer movies. And now we kind of refresh and go back over them and see if the ratings that we had, we felt are still correct. Plus, we talk about fall TV shows. So there's a a game-focused episode, 85, and a non-game episode, non-game-focused episode, 86. So, yeah, so when you're listening to this, the Geek All-Stars will have put out two episodes before we put this one out. But that's okay. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I was like, Dan, how do you do that? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, just, you know, put it together. And I was like, dang, that's, that's awesome, man. I just... I get I get too much into the editing thing and start trimming up stuff and cleaning up stuff and you know add a little special effects here and all of this and maybe you know I don't know yeah. if it even adds anything but I uh, I get anal well, of about it that. Does. Everybody everybody's like yeah yeah that adds something I mean you know you how else would you know when I shake my head if you don't put the rattle of a paintball in or something like that so but all right Marty so just so we got time here because yeah I'm still recovering from that marathon episode and knowing that I need my beauty rest before we go back on their show um let's see we got a couple things we're going to be talking about tonight um why Carolina on our mind hey um Mace coming uh in about a month and a half is that right Marty uh it's yeah by the time this episode comes out we're just looking at about five weeks four to five weeks yep yeah, so there's something going on in the Carolinas. So we recorded with our homeboys up in Raleigh. Um, and uh, so there's a Carolina. Mason Charlotte's happening. Then we've got pretty much just as as good as anything. Okay. So let's, let's, we got the Toy Hall of Fame for those who aren't aware that, that there is a Toy Hall of Fame. That's amazing. Uh, we're going to maybe talk a little bit of, we're definitely going to talk about some crossfire. Marty's got some interesting news about that. And we got some news from today as well as some other announcements. Well, since, since you brought up Mace, um, the, the dates for Mace is November 7th, 8th, and 9th. Um, this is held in Charlotte. It is in the university area. We have, What's it called now? It used to be called UNCC. Do they just call themselves University of Charlotte or something like that now? I don't know. We've been here so long. It's UNCC up there off of 85. That's all I know. Near, Better yet, it's near Ikea. How about that? There you go. Everybody knows where Ikea is. And it's at the um, University Hilton. And it's it's a very nice place. They give us the whole bottom floor. Um, the, uh, a lot of room there. They have uh, reserve uh, uh, rooms for us so we can get uh, rooms at the hotel really cheap. The website for Mace is going to be in the show notes. <laughs> I understand. I'm making it. I was, get, right I was getting ready to give it out, but it's like, I'm not sure what it is. So they will be in the show notes if you go check our, our blog at uh, rolldicetechnames.com. Uh, because on there, uh, he is using a, a he. Wow, that's awesome, Marty. The event coordinator, Ron, has set up um, all the events, and you can go sign up for uh, events that you're interested in. There's board gaming. There is uh, a lot of RPGs. There is a whole hall that is set up for War Machine 
miniature gaming. So if you're into that, they have a group come in to, to run all the War Machine events, and they do a fantastic job. That is a top-notch area. They set one whole room aside uh, just for them, and they, they do a fantastic job with that. You've got the, is it Grinning Goblin coming in to provide the food for us, and they're inexpensive, and you can place orders as you're sitting at your table, and they'll bring your the food to you. This is a really well-run local convention. I mean, Steve Avery is going to drive up from Atlanta and hang out with us too, Tony. I don't know if you know that. No, I, I mean, he showed up last time. You can catch it on our video over at our YouTube channel. Um, where he, where we're at the end and we were like the wedding crashers because last year, if you remember that wedding party was all in the rooms next to us. Now I think we got a little rowdy for him. Yeah. And then if you go back to episode 13, you can hear Ron talk all about the planning that goes into that for, to get Mace and pull off Mace. So he does, he runs an, inc- an incredible show. I mean, it's not like the lines are, you know, he moves people through the lines you can get checked in and, and he's really moving it. I mean, he's got his RPGs, he's got his war gaming, he's got his game room the auction great auction and it's all for the auction is all for charity right they do they i agree with you they do an incredible job is steve avery and i think he's got other guests i you know just go to the website we'll have it definitely in the show notes and you can check it out and and see if that's um, worth it but you have even more news marty well, I've got a couple things. One, uh, you and I are going to be doing a special event uh, while we're there. We are going to be running a tournament. Our goal is, and maybe I shouldn't say this until it's it's firm. No, but don't. 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 I wouldn't. Just say we're going to hopefully have a tournament um, on Saturday if everything goes well. We're, we're running into logistics problems, but I think we, we can probably pull it off. We'll see. Okay, we're going to be running an event of some sort on Saturday, some sort of gaming event. We pick the game. We've got to make sure that the game will work, and and maybe by the time uh, within the next episode or so, we can announce uh, what game it is and uh, what we're going to be doing. We're also going to be doing um, some sort of uh, it's going to be some sort of charity event where um, if you want to participate in the game with us, we would ask that you like uh, donate a dollar or something. We're gonna uh, or whatever you want. We're gonna give this to Dan Patrice's charity that he's running that weekend. And I cannot think of the name of his event, but it will also be in the show notes as Tony types in. I need to add this for the show notes, too. Uh, Yeah, Dan Patrice runs a special uh, 24-hour gaming event um, that same weekend. And we said, well, whatever money we raise for this, we'll give directly to support him. And uh, in the process, we hope to have some giveaways um, at our event too. And that's a, the logistics we're trying to work out right now. So we'll, we'll have something and we just don't announce what the details are right now is, but, uh, we would love for people to come out and just, uh, hang out with us. Uh, Tony and I are going to be doing uh, some videos again. We'll be going around, we'll be talking to people, uh, take some video shots, uh, while we're there and post them, uh, like we did last year. This has kind of become our little local, um, host con for us. And, uh, I know last year, uh, Chris Nordwood was there. Uh, we got to hang out with him some, mm-hmm. and um, like I said, Steve Avery's coming up. He's trying to get Richard Launius to come up, but he, he he actually may have a scheduling problem, but that would be cool if he showed up there too. So come on out, and um, if you can, let us know at uh, Twitter at Dyson Names if you're heading out there or on our guild page, and uh, we'd love to meet and hang out with you. 
And if you can't make it and you're in the Raleigh area, back to what Marty said, because I pulled up the page, because we got to do our buddy Dan right here. It's gamersforcures.com, and he's doing it for his 24-hour board game marathon. Um, all proceeds go to the Turner Syndrome Society. It's Saturday, November 8th at the Gamers Armory in the Cary Town or Cary area. Um, it's a, Oh, they've just they moved, I think, a year, year and a half ago, but it's right across the street. So really nice facility up there. So definitely Dan is getting a lot of um, companies to send him stuff for their big raffle. So if you're definitely in that area, it's, you need to go check it out. It's, it's well worth your time. 24 hours, you know, geek jocks don't do anything short, do they, Marty? They, he's, he's, they they go all out. I think they're giving away, was it an Xbox one? Xbox one TV. Um, He also got a, um, Days of Wonder sent him a memoir 44 um, ex- something expansion. God, he, I mean, he was rolling them off the other night and I couldn't keep up with him. He was, I was like, man, you go, big boy. Yeah, that's that's great. So, yeah, he's got a lot, a lot of surprise support. So, if you can't come see us at uh, Charlotte, uh, go hang out uh, with the Geek All Stars up in Raleigh. Another thing I want to announce about this is every once in a while, you- I love the community that we have because uh, that we're all about supporting each other and we all want to have a good time together and, and, and we love this hobby. A listener, a uh, friend of ours who uh, is part of our game group here, approached us and said, look, I know Mace is coming up and I know you guys are involved with it and I would like to give away a pass to Mace. He wants to pay for somebody to be able to attend Mace, a, a three-day weekend pass. And we thought that was very nice of him. And But he says he wants to give it away with uh, certain stipulations, meaning he wants it to go to somebody who may be a little bit down on their luck that might not be able to afford to go this year. Maybe they're out of a job or have run into some financial problems, which would keep them from coming uh, to this convention. So uh, he wanted to use our show as a vehicle to probably try to find somebody that would be able to benefit from that. So Tony and I talked and here's, here's what we want to do. We would like for you to, if you have, if you know somebody who might not be able to attend Mace or is, is, uh, you know, financially kind of strapped and it's, it's going to be tough for them to go or out of a job or something, we would like for you to nominate them to get this uh, three-day pass. And what we'd like you to do is, is to send us an email at names at gmail.com. And if you want to, you, you know, if they, in that email, you don't have to give us any names or anything like that. Uh, we, we can work that out when we pick who's going to go. Just say, hey, I know this person, they're down on their luck. Just give us some reasons why you want to nominate somebody. And from all the submissions that we'll get, we will select a person that will receive this three-day pass for May. So I thought that was very generous of this gentleman to offer to to do that, and we want to do that for him. So again, just send us an email at names at gmail.com nominating someone, and why do you think they deserve to get this pass? And don't worry about it if they can't, you know, be there for all three days. If it's just one day, it's just something to get out to maybe take their mind off of their troubles. And and we really do appreciate our um, listener to give us that opportunity to, you know, once again, give back to the community um, in this fashion. So that's and when's it due, Marty? When, when, don't let's let's we gotta get all the legalities out there. You know what I'm saying? First, you gotta come to Charlotte to go to the convention. Um, second, when do you want them in by? Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's good. 
You think ahead. You're you're the thinker of the group here. Let's no. um let's give let's give. <laughs> well, we got to. Well, how about October fifteenth? Okay. Uh, what's that? That'll give two weeks. Let's make it three weeks. How about the October twenty first? October and that 21st. way we can re- really promote it because then we'll still be a little over two and a half weeks out from Mason can hope hopefully work everything out. I have contacted um, Ron, the event coordinator for this event, and let him know what's going to be going on. Um, and he was very cool with it. He'll you know they don't sell a lot of passes or anything, so I've I've got all the logistics from the May side taken care of getting a pass for somebody. So all that is taken care of. So let's let's say um, October twenty uh, first. Um, that's just a good easy date because all I'm, I'm looking at the calendar now. I don't know why. And I was going to say something about this. Oh, and the thing was, what's very cool too is the person who donated this wanted to do this anonymously. He said he does not want anybody to know why, uh, who this, who he is and don't give credit to him. He just says, I just want to do this because I feel like I need to. So I thought that was really cool too. He's not looking for, for anything in return. That is cool. That's neat. So October 21st, and if you don't want us to have your email because you're scared, we'll solicit you with spam. Understand, um, if you wanted to, could they post in our BGG form? Uh, Yes, they can also post in our BGG form, and we wouldn't even know how to spam people anyway. So I'm just, yeah, I got no clue. I I understand, yes. So it doesn't have to be um, that way. Uh, BGG is more public, though. Uh, That's why I didn't know if somebody... I want just to send without. You could easily send us something in the BGG messaging, either to DA McCree or um, are you Wolfpack E and at your yes. BGG handle. So you could send it to DA McCree, D A M C R E E, or Wolfpack E E, um, and send us a direct message that way. <clears throat> if you want to send it to uh, our Twitter handle, go right ahead. But remember, you are limited by the number of characters. You know, hey, I learned something today, Marty. Did you know that? That Twitter's limited by the number of characters? Yeah, you just can't keep typing. What's up with that? You'd think technology, you could send as many characters as you want, but no. You're pulling my leg, right? Yeah, I am pulling your leg. Okay, because I was going to say, come on. I mean, that's like the whole thing with Twitter, 140 characters. I should have quizzed you and asked you how many characters it was. Did you know that? I was thinking... I had I had a hundred too many, but that's okay. <laughs> and that's sometimes tough to cram a bunch in there into 140 characters. You got to get clever after a while. Yeah, and I got to remember to put dash t on the end of mine. God, man, that is so tough. You have set a standard on me, but that's okay. Well, people yeah. get confused, and people I think like it when we argue back and forth on our personal on our own Twitter account. It's like they're sitting in on a conversation between the two of us. We are definitely Waldorf and Statler. There's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got anything else in our intro here? Hey, oh, and no, there, um, we're sorry if you came to listen to our special guests. There are no special guests. It's just, <laughs> it's just Waldorf and Statler tonight. Okay, I know we've knocked it out of the park the past two times. We had uh, Lance and Lee on a couple episodes ago, and Chaz Marler on last time. I bet people are all, ooh, who they got on this time? It's like, oh, it's, it's just, it's just you two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, moving right along here, um, what else we got? Is there anything else we need to get um, in our intro? I'm just trying to remember because we forgot last time a couple of things, but that's okay. Um, While we're talking about cons, why don't you go ahead and mention um, a con that we wish we could get to? Yeah, that's that's good. Um, There was a a gentleman uh, who contacted me through um, the private messaging on uh, BGG and um, wanted 
ask us if we would promote a convention that they're going to be starting up in Southern Utah this coming January. Um, they're going to be having a convention. This is the first time they're doing it. It uh, at a, at a location. It's, I'm sorry, what? Run, I was going to tell you, it runs January 16th through the 19th, uh, 2015. So you got plenty of time to get in. It's going to be, it's BryceCon. And this is going to be held at Bryce Canyon National Park, uh, which is in southern Utah, which sounds like an awesome location to have a convention. And they said this park gets about 1.5 million uh, people per year visiting. It's an area situated halfway between Salt Lake City and Las Vegas. And uh, again, it's the first time that they're doing it. They have a website set up, B-R-Y-C-E-Con.com. We will again have that in our show notes. Man, you got a lot of show notes to show this time, don't you? Yeah, I got to get busy. This is going to be a family-friendly convention. The main focus is card and board games, but they would like to dabble in RPGs also. So uh, it looks like the main thing is going to be cardboard card board games with RPGs on the side. They're looking for vendors. So if anybody is out there, um, is a company that would have be free that weekend and wants to go maybe have some demos or somebody who's just a, a vendor that sells games or something that would fit in this type, type of convention, uh, again, you can go to BryceCon.com. Um, um, probably find a way there to contact somebody. Uh, they are also trying to uh, uh, get a game library set up and have some people volunteering to run uh, games and um, and sponsors uh, for those games. Uh, the, it's really inexpensive. Pre-registration is only $20 for the full three-day weekend. And get this, room prices are as low as $45 a night. That is a really good convention price. And it's at it's at Ruby's Inn, which is part of the Best Western chain out there. So you know that's, you know, just looking at it, it looks gorgeous out there, man. And our buddy Mike, who who recently moved from the East Coast out there, hey Mike, there you go. You got a place you can go hang out now, man. Yeah, wondering about that. So again, this is their first time. I can't wait to see how many people uh, go to this. I love hearing about uh, these local conventions starting up because uh, you know, not everything has to be as big as Origins or Gen Con. I mean, that same weekend, I plan on being at uh, Scarab in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, which is a nice little local convention that is is a lot of fun. So if it's anything as good as what Scarab is, uh, you, you definitely don't want to miss it. All right. Well, wow. That's a lot of news at the beginning, Marty. That, that's insane. And what we've been going for like uh, about 20 minutes, that's not bad. Hey, keep it going. Well, I tell you what, I've got a tickle in my throat. If you don't mind, let me go. I need to go grab something to drink and to get this out where you're going to keep hearing this little <laughs> at the end and you'll be having a hard time editing. So why don't we take a quick break and we'll come right back to it. How's that? Sounds good. Well, we're going to do some sort of gaming discussion right now. Um, for those of you who didn't know, we talked about it, you know, as you heard in the intro, the um, Toy Fair or the Toy Hall of Fame has got its 12 finalists nominated out there. And this will also be in the show notes if you want to go out there and take a look. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the Toy Hall of Fame. And Marty, I caught him off guard with this because I found it quite interesting that the, I didn't know there was a Toy Hall of Fame. I didn't either. Is this a physical location or is it just somebody who says, Hey, we're going to have a toy hall of fame and just name things. It, it's a, I believe it's a, it's a physical location. I mean, it's the national toy hall of fame. I mean, you know, in North Carolina, Carolina on my mind again, we had the teapot hall of fame. Do you remember the teapot museum that went defunct up in the mountains? 
It was hilarious. <laughs> Vaguely, and I can understand why it went defunct. Yeah, I mean, who wants to go? Well, anyway, there's a Toy Hall of Fame, and you can go out there and you can vote for the finalists. So quick quiz for you, Marty. Um, I want to see how good you are doing. Out of the following three toys, which Can I ask one? that real quick? Yeah, can I yeah, ask yeah, that yeah. real quick? So, so how does this work? Are toys nominated each year, and there's some committee that picks who the, goes into the Hall of Fame? Well, Marty, you are absolutely right, sir. That's how they do it. You, you can go on their website, and you can say, this is why I think a toy should be nominated, and you can type in a whole thing, okay? Okay, so anybody can nominate. <clears throat> anybody can nominate, and then the committee, I believe, goes out, and they said, hey, okay, so here are the ones for this year. Now, when it first got started, they nominated a whole bunch of toys, and a whole bunch went in until they got a good list going, and now it's two every year. Sweet. Okay. Okay. So, of the following three toys... And everybody play along with us, okay? Which of the following is not, is not in the Toy Hall of Fame, all right? So your first one is the Viewmaster. Okay. B is a stick. C is Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Do, do. Oh, I can't do that. We'll have to pay a dime. <laughs> yeah you're gonna do like the first couple notes and then have to stop unless you can totally change the tune can you do it in a minor key and they may not pick up on it I've, i wouldn't even know what a minor key is you know you are the musician not me it, it's just a flatted third so it's a, a view master a stick or a rock'em sock'em robots okay so here, here here's the thing the obvious answer would be a stick, but the fact that it's in there is the obvious answer. I'm not going to pick a stick, so I'm going to say Rock'em Sock'em Robots. You are absolutely correct. Well done. It should they should be in there. No, I, I 100% agree. Um, I was just thinking which has been around longer and maybe still a stick. Really. The, a stick, yes. The stick was um, put in, and let me let me pull it back up because I, I was reading about it today. I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" In two thousand and eight, the stick was nominated uh, as a toy, and the justification was that everybody plays with a stick. All people, dogs, everybody. I'm like, and they showed pictures of how a stick was a toy. I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me!" But yeah, a stick. Well, you know what? It's it's true, right? I mean, how how many of us? I guess. Well, it is. I can't name how many sticks I played with. My, I got on my all three of my boys for playing with sticks as they grew up because they use them as swords, and uh-huh. then somebody's going to get hurt. I mean, when you think about it, I'm right with you, man. I mean, you're just like, and then if you run with it, you'll put your eye out or something. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, a stick. I mean, I'm with you. It can quickly be used as a fake gun when you're playing war. That's what we would do. Yes. We, You'd have to throw your weapon away when you were um, caused a prisoner, and then you'd run and grab a tree limb and break it off, and now you got a new gun. Oh, well, I remember my grandfather grabbing a stick shaped like a Y and making a slingshot for me. There you go. So, I mean, it's just amazing some of there. And, of course, you know, Play-Doh's on there, Legos on that list. Um, oh, that was, the only, that was the only question you had for me? Oh, I'm not going to keep going. Oh, um, see, their site's down right now. Oh, because I think they've been overwhelmed with the people voting. Um, <clears throat> some of the nominees this year that you can vote for are. Can I, can I look at the list now that you sent me? Yeah, you can look at the list now. Sorry. All right. Okay. So some of the things you can vote for now are you can vote for a Rubik's Cube. Okay. You can, you can vote for the little green army men. 
Oh, yeah. You can vote for the little people. You know who the little people, Fisher-Price little people? Yes. Okay. And this one, which is leading right now as of today, is My Little Pony. Come on. No. Come on. Of those four... Well, there's 12 of them. Those are the four I can remember. Oh, keep, oh, that's all you can remember? Yeah, I was going to read them all off, but the stupid site's down. So. So say, shame the site's down. See if, you're, see if you can get it to pull up. So so if anybody, guys, go out there and tr- let's try to over, overtake My Little Pony. That's what this show's all about. Right now, Right, we're, we are going to try to send you towards. Now, what, which one would you vote for? And you can vote as many times as you want. Well, number one, you just ticked off all the bronies, so it's over. Okay. Well, they know we played the game. I just, I just think it's not fair that toy. I voted for little green soldiers because I. Can you only vote? Can you only vote for one? No, you. Well, you vote for one, then you go back to the site, vote again, keep going. You know, you can keep going forever. Oh, okay. So, well, I, I think I may be getting to it. So, I know of the four that you gave me. I, I guess of those four, I would have to say little green man. But after that, it'd be Rubik's cube. Rubik's cube. Yeah. I mean, the little people had a lot of fun growing, but some of my fondest memories of of playing was the little army guys and, you know, doing that and taking my BB gun. Yeah. And I I mean, you think back to uh, and how integral they were in the Toy Story movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, American Dolls, another one. I I just remembered that. Oh, here they are. I got it. Uh, Slip and Slide, My Little Pony, um, Little Green Army Men. Bubbles, American Dolls, Operation Skill Game, Pots and Pans, and the number, oh, uh, Hess Trucks, little, you know, if you don't know what Hess Trucks are, they're little, they were, they're very popular from the Hess gas station, some are collector's items, and then number 12 is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh. So that's really interesting that some of them are um, intellectual property games and others are kind of generic. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like Little Green Army Man as opposed to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. Exactly. Man, that's that's good stuff on there. And I'm, I'm looking through this list and just some highlights as I, as I go down. You're right. They nominated, what, like 11, no, 10 um, and made it in 19. So it started in 1998. And, and all those look legit. Just a couple things that uh, jumped out at me. Okay, at Slinky, I, that had to be there. I was actually thinking of Slinky there. Okay. At coming in in 2007, Atari 2600 game system. Awesome. There you go. That is really cool that that, that got in there as opposed to like a Pong. Yeah. The Pong game. Nintendo Game, game Boy. Boy. Look at there, 2009. That That's cool. Oh, this one. Oh, wow. Star Wars action figures in 2012. Yeah, but G.I. Joe beat him out in 2004. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Kung Fu Grip. Oh, yeah. I remember Kung Fu Grip. G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu Grip. Did did your little, did his fingers ever break off on you? And it became G.I. Joe with a stub hand? No. Okay. Did you ever have, you remember the Million Dollar Man uh, toy where you could look through the back of his head and it was yes. like a little telescope? Yeah, I had him. <laughs> and then you could also roll up his skin on his arm and pull out his bionics. <gasps> That's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, so you could do that. You could look through his eye. Was there anything else special about him? Anything with his legs? I don't remember his legs. I think it was mostly his arm and his eye. And then, of course, G.I. Joe had Bullet Man, who, no, um, a, but Atomic Mike. 
And he, his special ability was that you could send Morse code through his eye and his, and he had a little rotor on his arm and he could spin his wrist and he could do his helicopter arm real fast. But the problem was the helicopter was too heavy. So it would start spinning and fall down and hit him in the head. And I still have mine, by the way. No, is that worth anything? No, none of my toys are worth a squat now. That's why I'm paying for my daughter's education. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was looking through the list. Uh, uh, Talking about generic stuff. Cardboard box in 2005. That's awesome. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely worth it. And it's so ball uh, went in 2009 and stick went in 2008. Mm -hmm. Oh, the game of life. Oh, okay. Since this is a board game thing, let's, let's look at all the board games. Monopoly. Monopoly. Monopoly in 1998. You said Candyland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2005. Uh, I said Game of Life. Chess just got in last year. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. 2011. Blanket? I mean, forts. But what else would a blanket be used for, for toys? If you look at Charlie Brown Comics, Linus uses it for everything. Okay, but that's Linus. I mean, yeah, I remember using them for forts, but that was pretty much it. That was like a that was like a one trick pony for me. Well, you'd pull people on it. You could play. Your dog could ch- chase it. I mean, I bet you Zeke would be more than happy to chew on a blanket. He doesn't. He doesn't chew on anything. He doesn't chase anything. He's a boring dog. He's so freaking cute. Now he's he's cute. I need to start using him in the videos for the awe factor. Oh yeah, I'll have to tell you about that. What I've, what I've arranged for the videos on my end. <laughs> um, nice. Uh, we've got, of course, Hot Wheels, and um, what's the other thing? Big Wheel. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a, a great list. And so what we want our listeners to do is definitely go out and vote for whatever your favorite is. But, you know, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to start nominating some of the board games, some of the classics like Ticket to Ride. It's 10 years old. Uh, Settlers is even older. Settlers. Puerto Rico. It's, you know, 14. Settlers would be probably the, the most obvious one to start with, I would think, as far as the hobby game. Yeah, so so we need to get a campaign for 2015 for try to get a more recent board game. I'll admit, Trouble, Life, you know, Scrabble, Stratego. Well, shoot, I'd nominate Stratego. But Risk, Ooh. Clue. Risk, Clue, right. Um, Risk, Legacy, um, Pandemic, you know. Oh, sorry, I just threw that in there. But anyway, so there you go. So 2015 guys go out there try to get your toys nominated think of, go back to the list think about the memories you have off of that i mean just like marty and i sitting here reminiscing i mean I, I, when i read stick marty you're right i said you got to be kidding and then uh, just like you oh, okay i'm good with that yeah but here, here's the here's the interesting thing for before we leave this segment so i'm looking through the list and i'm counting or looking at all these games that i had and how many of these games my kids didn't ever get example wow Okay, maybe they did. I'm trying to remember if any, any of my boys ever had marbles. None of them ever had a hula hoop. Roller skate. Oh, no. Tinker toys? Did you ever buy them Tinker? Well, no, we did have Tinker toys. I got them Tinker toys, the wooden kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. They never had a Viewmaster. I think that, well, you know what? Now that I'm looking at it, maybe they, I'm not sure they ha- ever had an official Tonka truck. I used to love my Tonka trucks. Oh, big, Go out in the dirt truck. and play those. Oh, Oh, that was awesome. Those things were so well built. They were like tanks. Mm-hmm. They could take all the abuse you could give them. And, oh, they were awesome. They, and they weren't plastic. They were metal. So when something would bend, it would cut you. Uh, oh, that's true. 
Maybe that's why you don't see them much anymore because those suckers were made out of metal. Uh, of course not, man. Oh, they're all plastic now, aren't they? Remember where ours were all metal. Ours were metal, man. And and I'll tell you, see, see what they're missing. I mean, you come in, Mom. I cut my finger. Go rub some more dirt on it. Okay. Yeah. Y'all yeah, right. don't even get me started. That that's a rant that I'm actually going to be bringing up somewhat. And when we do the second part of the uh, Geek All Stars on a particular show. Uh huh. I hear you. So go go listen to episode 86 of the Geek All Stars, and you'll hear it. Yeah, and and of course Lionel trains, you know all that. You still have your trains? Uh, yes, I told you I have a lot of my old toys, and I, I did get rid of my Total Control Racing. It's gone um, oh. because I only had one car that would work. So I said, forget this, it's gone. And but I still have all my my two trains. Yep. Wow. So like I said, they're still sitting in the attic, not doing a thing. But that's okay. All right. So toys, memory lane. Oper- hey, go vote for Operation. Bzzz. How do they get away with Operation nowadays, Marty? You're being a bad doctor, malpractice? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> if, if, if the thing goes off, you get slapped with a malpractice suit. <laughs> there you go. So uh, maybe the remake of the model is you have to, kind of like the game of life where you bought car insurance and home insurance, now you buy malpractice insurance or something. <laughs> that's right. Before you operate, you have to buy malpractice insurance before you can even play. Yeah, so, oh, I'd, and I wonder if there's anything about uh, Obamacare in it where you'd have to, you know, in order to get paid, you know, do you take Obamacare? Did you go with the new uh, health care premiums, things like that? Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like you don't get paid as much as what you used to. Yeah. It's a fixed rate now. It's a fixed rate. Oh, man. See what real life does to you. It just ruins your great games. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, it's the hardest thing for you to take out of the guy in operation? Oh, God, I'm trying to remember them all. The, um... Oh gosh! I, I wish you had given me a heads up so I could look up the uh, the parts in the operation thing. There was the uh, funny bone, funny bone, uh, the wishbone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know wishbone was one because it was hard to pick it up without one of the sides of the wishbone hitting the edge. Wishbone was very hard. Mm-hmm. The the funny bone I thought was pretty easy. The heart was real easy because it was broken, so you could stick the tweezers in between the broken part. Oh, that's right, and 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 let the tweezers expand, and then just pull it out that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. You got it. Now, what what else is? Oh, you got them all. Um, I, I thought you were you were doing such a good job. I was going to see what else you had there for me. So yeah, you had that. You had the. Um, okay, here you go. Here you go. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? <clears throat> Adam's apple. Adam's that was that one was tough. Broken heart. Mm-hmm. The wrenched ankle, which was the wrench. That's the one I was thinking of. That one wasn't wasn't too bad. Uh-uh. Uh, large butterfly. I remember having a problem with that one. Yeah. The spare ribs. I don't uh, remember that one. Yeah, spare rib. Yeah. Uh, water on the knee, which was a pail of water. Uh-huh. The funny bone. The Charlie horse, which was a small horse near the end. Now, that one was kind of tough because you had the legs you had to get out. Right. The rider's cramp, which was a pencil. Uh, oh, I forgot. Uh, the ankle bone connected to the knee bone, the rubber band that stretched between two pegs. That was the hardest thing for me to do because you had to put it back in. Sometimes. That's it. Yep, yep. And yeah, that was the thing. Um, this is the only non-plastic piece in the game and the only card that requires the player to insert it rather than remove it. It was awful. <laughs> a bread basket, which is a slice of bread. Now, that was the one that gave you the most money, though. If you got that one out, that one was worth $1,000. Because I guess it was just a slice of bread and very hard and very tight. I mean, you know, wow. Yep. And then um, 
another high uh, priced one too was the Brain Freeze, which was an ice cream cone in the brain for six hundred bucks. I never. That must be in a newer one, because the most of the brains were never exposed. So that's wild. Yeah. So I guess it's. I guess it's changed over the years. Yeah. Oh yeah. I see the new one where he doesn't look like he's not as um, physically unfit in the newer models. Are you serious? Yeah. Come on. You need the you need the pear shaped dude. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. I think we've killed enough time with this topic. <laughs> I, I hope y'all. Hey, that was good though. I mean, oh, memory lane. Memory good lane. times. Mm-hmm. Good times. Hey, mom, the batteries are dead in my operation game. Can you go get me another set of batteries? Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Easy Bake Oven's on there too. Um, uh, that deserves to be. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever eat anything that comes off an Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> no. It's really hard to cook by light bulb. So, uh, okay. So once again, guys, go out there, vote for your favorite toy for nominees. The top two get to go in and then, um, let's get some writing campaigns of our favorite games. And maybe next year we'll be sitting here talking about, well, which board game do we want to go into the hall of fame? One of the games that we have been talking about a lot since origins of 2013 was Shadowrun Crossfire. Uh, Tony and I got a copy and I have played a couple times. Uh, Tony and I have uh, played uh, during lunch. I really dig this game. We want to do a full five minute um, initiative uh, review of the game. Uh, it, it deserves it. It's, it's worth it. Uh, but I just wanted to kind of give some, some highlights and, and see what, Tony, what you what you thought about it? Number one, uh, Shadowrun Crossfire takes place in obviously the universe of, of Shadowrun, uh, which just takes place in the future. It's uh, basically about a bunch of hackers, but it's also a time when magic has come back into the world and different races have, have appeared, like orcs and uh, dwarves and trolls and elves, uh, your classic fantasy type races. And it's a co-op game, and it's a deck building co-op game. Which I'm trying to think, are there any other big co-op deck building games? I can't think of any, Marty. No, I, I can't either. So uh, the concept is, is everybody starts out the same cards like a deck. Well, no, you don't. It depends on the role that you pick up. Uh, you have four different roles. You have a face, you have the street samurai, you have the mage, and you have the, I should have tried to remember what it is. I'm going to time out you here. Yes, there is a big deck before you go too far. There is one. Which one? You've been playing it with your family. Well, that's, that's not a deck building game. Oh, that's right. Pathfinder's not a deck building game. That's right. No. Nope, it's not. It is a, it is a, it's really more of a pre-constructed deck game where you can alter your deck in between games, but during the game, it really doesn't change too much unless you buy a card and it goes in your hand, but that's really pretty much it. Uh, and I think, well, I'm sorry to throw you off there. Then I think that's a huge distinction between the two because everybody's like, well, it's probably like Pathfinder. Well, you know. Well, no, no, it is a huge distinction. In fact, when we do our big uh, uh, five-minute initiative, that's one of the big comparisons I was going to make because I was a huge, or I am a huge Pathfinder fan. So, no, that, that's a great point. Uh, I don't view that as a deck-building game at all. I think initially people said it's a deck-building, but once you play it, it's like, no, not not the concept of everybody kind of starts with the same small deck and, the, and you build your deck over time, but it gets disassembled at the end. And Pathfinder, it doesn't. Okay. All right. Well, I'm with you there. So, all right. Sorry. Go. So you're back to the factions in the, in your starting decks. Crap. Why? Because I'm forgetting one. You did Decker. You did. Oh, no, that's the one I forgot. Thank you. Decker. Okay. So, so you got your four factions. Now the starting decks between those four factions are different. This is only a four player game. 
but then once you, once you start playing, you have a market in the middle, which kind of has the feel of the way you do it. It's almost like ascension and that the market changes every time you buy a card, you take another card off the top of the deck and it, and it goes out there. The thing is, is you're trying to beat obstacles as you play the game. Obstacles come. Uh, we had some technical difficulties there. <laughs> Marty will be right back with us. His mic kind of got garbled. So, okay. So, Marty, you were saying. Oh, yep. Good, good swig <laughs> of that peach tea. <laughs> each, each. <laughs> Dang, dude. <sighs> each player gets an obstacle. Now that's put in front of them that you must try to beat. And the obstacle is is beat by playing cards that match certain icons on the obstacle. The trick is 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 that the the icons that you're trying to beat must go in the order that they're shown on the card from left to right. So it may say you need to have a a green a card with a green icon that you play first and you need like three of them. Or maybe you need uh, they have colorless where it could be anything. You need like five colorless, then you need one green, then you need a blue, then you need two colorless. And once you play those in order, then the obstacle is defeated. The cool thing, the co-op part is, is that you can play cards on other people's obstacles. That's that's where the co-op is, is that as I'm playing, I don't normally just face my obstacle. You're trying to beat somebody else. It's a very, very, very hard game. Uh, we got lucky with the group that I play with and we, we beat it. Uh, the second time that we play, there, there's a there's several scenarios that you play, and the main one is uh, the first one you play is Crossfire. The box, the, the game comes with I believe three, three or four, and then there's some that you can download off of the the Catalyst Game Labs uh, website and get some more. We won, but I think we won because of how heavily we co-op this game. To me. This game doesn't work unless you're working together. And somebody actually said this is kind of like a puzzle. And I agree. You're looking at all the obstacles that you have to face and you have to decide, okay, which obstacle we're going to take out first. Are we able to, Hey, do you have a green and do you have a red that we can, cause you got to go in order and, and, and kind of play it like that to where it's like, okay, first we're going to try to take out this obstacle. Well, we can't take it all out. So let's apply some damage to this obstacle over here. I really enjoy it. It's everything that I wanted it to be. I know that some people have a lot of issues with the game saying that, oh, you're only playing the same scenarios over and over, and it's very hard. But I think the hardness is, is just means you, you just have to play better. And I know there's the, the randomness of the, the crossfire events that come out. Those are different events that happen each round that really screw you up. And you just have to kind of work through those. And if, they, if it goes up against, if it beats you, so be it. I mean, I've been sitting there talking long enough about it. What What do you think? From my standpoint, I think it's an incredible game, but I am going to pull the Statler on them, and I'm going to say, get over the sticky cards. Get over putting stickers on it, okay? you. We've heard that complaint before, and hopefully people have moved past that. That's the true RPG. That's what I really like about this game. Everybody's like, oh, I don't want to put stickies on it. With their expansion, you're going to have other characters. You're going to be able to build it up. It's going to really live, and I, and I like the game. I like the uh, helping the other people. You're right. We got killed. We got destroyed in that, and it all came up to the fact that you know the one card out of ammo, I couldn't discard more than two cards, and that, and there was no way for you to help me. And it's a really tough hand management game. So I, I enjoyed it. I, I like how easy it is, but I also like how tough the game is. For the players, I mean, it's not like it's playing Uno or anything like that. It, you've really got to think through your moves and manage the health of each of your characters. So I, I really look forward to playing it again. I look forward to us developing a character over time. 
And like you said, as the more scenarios come out, it will be a great game. I recommend it. I mean, it's not an expensive one. Um, plenty of room in the box for more cards to come, and I hope they can are able to, Catalyst can continue to support it. Other than that, I think you covered it pretty well, Marty. And like you said, we're going to do a lot of justice when it comes to our five-minute initiative that we're going to put out. And mm-hmm. hopefully by then I'll have a lot more words put in my mouth. And sorry about <laughs> leaving you out over there, but, you know, I'm, <clears throat> we're having connection problems there. And I'm sitting there, and Marty's like, I'm like, oh, no, please don't break down. And so I completely lost my train of thoughts about the game. But it's a great game. I enjoyed playing it, and I'm glad we got it. Yeah, so you mentioned the stickers. Let's kind of say how that works. So when you finish a scenario, you are awarded karma. And karma is used to buy additional abilities. Uh, The the abilities may be at the start of the game, you get one extra new yen, which is resources in the game that you can use to spend. um, Basically, each character starts out with a starting number of new yen. You may have ability that says gives you one extra. Or maybe you have an ability that lets you draw one extra card. And what you do is as you gain karma, you spend that karma to apply those stickers. Now, one thing I really, really dig about this game is if anybody dies while playing a scenario, you have the chance to try to escape. And what happens is is if a person dies, the rest of you need to make it a full round after that person dies, and at least one of you must have survived. If you do, everybody earns one karma. So it wasn't like it was wasted. I mean, yeah, if you had successfully finished, you would earn three. But if you successfully escape, you earn one. I really, really dig that. Now, Tony, last time you and I played, we actually, one of us died and the other tried to escape and we end up, the other person died and we didn't get anything. Well, just just dumb luck. But I do appreciate the fact that, okay, you failed the scenario, but you still have a chance to earn something that you can use later on. And I, don't, I, hope you, I hope I'm not repeating what you said, Marty, or what you mentioned was that, you know, so you've got to play the scenarios. There's not that many in there, right? There's three. Yeah, yeah. There's only three, three or four. Yeah, but you can download two on the internet. Right. So, so you go from there, and yeah, you're gonna to have to keep replaying them to build up that karma. But just because you keep replaying doesn't mean you're gonna have the same amount of success. You're not, because once again, you're building a deck, and your deck gets reset. So, and I love deck building games. I, you know, Dominion, eh, not not so much. It got it started. I love Thunderstone. Here's the next installment to Thunderstone because for me, they're, I know they're separate. And I know they're completely different, but Thunderstone, I'm trying to beat another player here. I love my co-op games. I love deck building games that have a, have a very strong theme. This definitely has it. And I love how the fact that you can, everybody can have their own character to develop over time. Cause you know, we're going to hopefully we'll get everybody together and we can do this, get, get us our shadow runner going. Do you think your neighbors are like this? No. Okay. You think it's too hard? I, I think or it's the theme. I think it's the theme. I think it's the hacking theme uh, or the, you know, the trolls and the magic and things like that. But I, I need to give them a try. So, you know, um, hopefully maybe next month I'll be able to get it out for them and let them give it a try. You know, right now they're so in love with diamonds that uh, I got to break them from that. So but it is it's co-op and, and i love i love the co-op aspect of it i like how you have to help everybody and i like the crossfire events and can't you ratchet it up with the harder crossfire events if i remember correctly uh y- yes you can you, there is a way to, to make it even more difficult i don't know why you'd want to at this point but but you can but i think also as your characters level up and as you earn more karma you have to 
Yeah. Meaning because as your characters get more powerful, well, the scenarios should also get more powerful too. And they do that. And eventually your whole goal is to get the final scenario where you're actually fighting against a dragon. And yes, dragons appear in the future, obviously. Because everybody, you know, expects dragons to appear in the future. Because the dragon queen, she wakes them up by walking through flames or whatever it was. And yes, I read all the books. Uh, I know what I'm not talking about. Another cool thing is we didn't mention this as far as the co-op aspect. Cards you can buy from the market also may have what they call an assist ability. What's what's cool is during a person's turn, they're they're drawing cards and they're playing all their cards at the same time. The, uh, the one player is playing all their cards, try to do everything they can. If there's another player that has a card that has assist, an assist ability, they can play it during your turn. That's really kind of slick. So you can help other people during their turn. Another thing I like that's really different than other deck building games, I don't know if you picked up on this, Tony. When you buy a card from the market, the black market, it immediately goes straight to your hand, not oh, yeah. to your discard pile. Yeah, I so that. you... Yeah, so think about that. That's actually a huge strategy. Let's say I'm getting ready to buy a card and your turn's coming up and you need some help. I may purposely buy a card that has an assist ability so that I can use it on your turn. All right, and help me out because it would have been brilliant if you if that happened to turn up and we could have beat that out of ammo card because that, that was our downfall. It's, it was such a simple objective to de- defeat, but man, that, that kicked our butt. And like you said, uh, the thing is, it's, you can play this with multiple groups. So Tony and I are going to play during lunch, and we'll have the characters that we use just between the two of us. We may get with a couple other guys and have two totally different characters. And with the char- what the character expansions that you can purchase, they come with a whole other full set of characters and a whole other full set of stickers. So you can run multiple games with multiple characters. It's brilliant. Speaking of which, thing now that was an excellent segue, and so let's take it and run with it, okay? Well, yeah, I purposely did it that way to to make it a segue, but then you just had to blurt out that it was a segue. See, I can't even do, I can't I can't even do that right. I can't even do that right. God, don't mind. That's it. I'm fire me. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Does anybody want to be co-host of Rolling Dice and Taking Names? No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, so. do, do you remember when we tried to give that away as a prize at one of the when we first started out? <laughs> anyway, that was hilarious. So, how'd that go? Yeah, it went really well. So we are all right. So here's the deal. Yeah, go, go for, deal. go for it. Go for it. Go for it. You go. No, no you, you go. go. Yeah, you go. You know, you go. All right, you so, go. So you so you hang up. No, you hang up. Okay, no, you so hang okay. up. You didn't hang up. Okay. Sorry. So here's the deal. We were able to get additional expansion packs for Shadowrun Crossfire. Um, thank you, Randall Catalyst Games, for giving us this opportunity to, to give back to the listeners. And so here's what, and this is all Marty. This is all Marty coming up with it. So here's the deal. If you will, did, did we decide tweet or fa- both? Tweet, Facebook, whatever. How do you want to enter? See, this is a. Get us a picture. Get us a picture, and you will use the hashtag uh, RDTN Shadowrun so that we can find it. So, because, you know, um, I'm technology not inclined, and I'm also verbally (laughs) verbally challenged as well. Um, Thank you, Marty. I appreciate you pointing that out for me. And um, so, anyway, send us a tweet. With you holding up your copy of Shadowrun Crossfire, and we are going to get you an expansion pack from all the entries. Uh, you can be as creative as you want. You can be as dull as you want. However, 
you want to do it, but get us get us a picture of you with your shadow run crossfire. Go, Marty. Okay, let me expound on that a little bit more. Cause, all well, right, was that not good enough? Are you telling well, me? Well, here is the get us a picture or show show us a picture with your shadow run crossfire game showing why in some method or way why you need that expansion pack. Be creative. You you can pout. You can show grumpy cat. You know, whatever you want to do, come up with some sort of way to to show us why you deserve to get this free character expansion for Shadowrun Crossfire. And what we're going to do is we're going to take all the entries. Tony and I will pick the one that we like the best. And remember, uh, we probably look for funny, funny or creative. And we have four to give away. We're going to give away to the one that we select with that we like the best. And then from all the other entries, we're going to enter them into a hat and pull out three and then give those away randomly. Mm-hmm. And now did you, but we are agreeing that um, once again, logistics, yada, 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 uh, continental United States, because to ship the shadow run crossfire expansion across the pond, you can probably buy five of them. Correct. Um, so unfortunately, you know, one day we'll figure out how to get it across the pond, maybe by carrier pitching or by um, an African swallow or something. I don't know. But either way, continental United States, you got to you got to own the original base game. Well, I, I guess you don't. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not going to do you any good unless you do. Right. Right. And it's not like you can do a big eBay like if you were opening up a. I don't know, an upper deck legendary trading card game and you suddenly got a legendary go listen to the geek all stars. <laughs> yeah. This isn't rare or anything. It's like, if you win this, it's like, yeah, I'm going to turn around and sell it for a lot on eBay. It's like, well, you'll pay more in eBay fees than, <laughs> you know, and shipping than. So no, yeah, it's definitely, it's not, it's definitely for those who have the base game and is wanting and needing these character expansions so you can play with different people and have these extra stickers to use. So again, you can uh, tweet us a picture and using the hashtag RDTN. Did you say Shadowrun? Shadowrun. RDTN shadow hashtag RDTN Shadowrun. Uh, show us the picture. Show us why you deserve a an, a character expansion pack. We'll pick one and uh, randomly select three other winners, and we'll get that to you as soon as we can. And, Tony, that expiration date for this contest is? It is going to be the um, 1st of November. Nice. I like that. So that gives you plenty of time, an entire month, in order to, uh, to come up uh, with the way. And like I said, be creative, be funny. Uh, we want to get these out to you. And again, thank you so much to Randall from Catalyst Game Labs for giving us these so that we can uh, hand them out to our uh, listeners. All right, so it's time for the outro. And Marty, you know what I should have named this episode after the, the two segments we've done so far? What's that? Rambling Man. <laughs> yeah, I really felt like I was. So here's the deal. I was rambling last segment when I was talking about the rules. And the reason why is Tony had a connection issue at the time and he had no idea what I was talking about. That's the bad thing about doing this over the Internet as opposed to face to face. And the sad thing is we only live 10 minutes from each other. <laughs> and it's hard for us to work out to get together, do it face to face. So during that time, I'm, I'm sitting there talking and he's trying to catch up. And so. If it ended up being a long ramble, I apologize. We will do a better, succinct review of Shadowrun Crossfire in our five-minute initiative 
We're limited to five minutes, so we get in as much stuff as we can. And Tony's going to be on vacation for a couple of weeks, but when he gets back, we want to get that out ASAP. Yep, we do, and that's fine. I mean, it's well, it's just like the toy thing. We had a great discussion, but we, hey, that's what we're known for. Waldorf and Stout were rambled. They had some great one-liners at you know at Kermit, so that's that's where we're at. So you said you had a, uh, other than some news we've already discussed about Ultra. The um <clears throat> the legendary and putting the rare cards in that that's I still can't get over that. If you haven't gone out, go, just go out there and say um, upper deck is screwing the um, card collectors and Google <laughs> oh, and you'll find all. No, I'm oh sorry. I thought she was gonna say like tweet that out or make that a hashtag. Yeah, we have a whole discussion on um, episode eighty five. If you want to go hear all of us rant about the chase cards that they're putting in the Marvel trading packs for the legendary game. Yeah. And so what what other news did you have? Oh, oh I remember one of them. I'm going to go ahead because this is one of my favorite games. And, go for it. Um, of course, uh, Seven Wonders expansion, the Tower of Babel, or I don't know what they've really called it. It's, it's just it's just Babel. Babel. It's just Babel like we do on this show. Um, was going to be out in November. I am Really looking forward to that expansion. I love Seven Wonders. It's, as I've said about and talking about Among the Stars, Among the Stars is a great game to teach, you know, to bring people into card drafting. It, for me, does not replace Seven Wonders. Uh, so I'm always looking for that next thing that they're going to introduce. And I think Babel is it. How about you? So you're buying this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Babel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So I I don't need to. You don't need to. No, I'm the Seven Wonders player. I don't think you play Seven Wonders like I do. I like it. Here's the thing. Vanessa's not crazy about it, but I would love to play with our group. I would love to play Babel. I love the, the concept of the tiles that you put down that affect everybody. And then as you go around, you know, once four tiles are down, then the next tile is going to be covered up, erasing basically the rule that was on that tile with a new one. I really think that that's cool. That is cool. And I think it brings something. Um, it's kind of like what cities brought for, you know, oh, look, you two guys are killing me and warmongering. Ha, ah, pacifism. And, you know, so now you two get to tie and get no points. Nah, nah. And I don't get any negatives. But what's cool about this is actually two expansions in one. Huh? Reading it to make sure I get it right. Babel actually contains two expansions, which, which can be played individually or together. The first one's what, what I was just talking about. The second one, I'm just going to read this, involves a laws card, which is chosen at the beginning of each age with tokens placed on it corresponding to the number of players in the game. The tokens are a tax on players who wish to play cards of a certain color. And as they are played, a player collects a token for paying the tax. And if all the tokens are removed by the end of the round, players receive a bonus for tokens they collected. And conversely, if tokens remain, then players who did not pay the tax are penalized. So it almost kind of forces you to play cards of a certain color in order so you can pay that tax. Are you going to get penalized for it? Oh. Two expansions in one, man. I'm tr- my brain is wrapping around this right now. I'm trying to think how that would work in the game. Wow. How does that change it? I mean, so does it take the person who's got the who's been hoarding science, and then all of a sudden you're like, I don't have any chance at taking science, so now you're going to? Well, it sounds like the the tokens are a tax on players who wish to play cards of a certain color. So let's play. You want to play the green card, the mm-hmm. science card, mm-hmm. and as they are played, a player collects a token for paying the tax. If all the tokens are removed by the end of the round, players receive a bonus for tokens they collected. So every time you play one, you get a token. 
But if tokens remain, then players who did not pay the tax are penalized. So I guess the goal is, is, is you want to make sure that you've paid that tax that round or you're going to get hit. Yeah. Mm, wow. Wow. Boom. Boom. Quick. I'll post up a picture of Marty doing the mind blown here. Still thinking, wow, okay, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, okay, all right, all right. I'm liking that. Two expansions in one. Yeah, I will definitely get this. Because every time I go um, to Kentucky, we always play Seven Wonders. Love that game. Just It's, it's a great game. Speaking of expansions, um, Fantasy Flight is releasing their third deluxe expansion, Order and Chaos. And Tony and I are big uh, Netrunner players. And this is going to be coming out in December which seems pretty quick. That means they're doing basically two of these deluxe expansions in one year. And this expansion is going to focus on the Wayland, on the corpse side, and the Anarchs, uh, which is one of Tony's favorite mm-hmm. factions, uh, for the uh, runner side. So that will be out in December. Yeah, uh, I even tried to play Wayland at the beginning. They just didn't have the support. But as the cards developed, it, it became, what? what is it, the power shutdown and those kind of cards, Marty? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the big one is um, that's Scorched Earth, right? Yeah, Scorched Earth, but I, yeah, Wayland. So, okay, well, that's good. But I will say one thing, Marty. With um, one thing we haven't we haven't mentioned in this whole show is Doomtown, and Correct. Um, that's as soon as we all get our copies and go through it. I know you've played a couple of times. You'll hear that probably in our next episode. But once, once actually, yeah, we gotta get we'll begin that. But with that, I think our Netrunner crush. Is slowing down to the point where maybe this next big expansion, Marty, is the last one I do and stop with the monthly packs, so I can so I can concentrate on Doomtown. I don't know. I got to think through that, you know. No, and it, well, here's the thing: is um, maybe maybe not because maybe you play Doomtown and you know what? It's like I I got the base, but that's all I'm going to invest. I'm going to go back to Netrunner. I I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Doomtown is is really gaining uh, traction. Um, I know you didn't get it, and you probably don't care, but I'm going to make you play a game with it with me anyway. That Warhammer 40K Conquest is coming out, and I just want you to try it just so we can talk about it. But oh, yeah. so here here's how Tony and I are: we can't support two card games at once because we have a hard enough time trying to find time to play one single card game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a what's growing into be a very healthy Netrunner community in our area. And those guys get together once a week at the store, and they're playing a lot, and they're doing the tournaments. And that's great, but Tony and I just aren't able to do that with commitments for – uh, you know, the family first, obviously, and, and, and jobs. And, and and we're doing things for the show. We love playing different games for the show and everything. So there's no way we could do two card games. No. So we're, and, and Tony and I have always been this way. You and I have always been this way of like, we're only going to do one game. Yeah, and it's it's the shiny penny or it's, oh, look, a squirrel. And it, But, you know, I love Netrunner. It, it, we'll have to see how Doomtown fits into this. Sure. But you're right. We've got a great Netrunner community. I'm still going to support the tournaments. And hopefully, <clears throat> the problem is, if you get out of these cycles, then you don't have the meta. You don't understand what's what may be hitting you. And you're not ready for it. That's the problem with you stop doing it. That's how they sell you on this. You and I have played this game from day one. So we've been in it over two years. So this isn't like this was a flash in the pan for us by any means. 
Yeah, I agree with you. In two years. Wow, two years? Two years. And the nice thing about Doomtown is their saddlebags don't come out as frequent. I think they said, though, I can't get which one it is. Somebody said it's once a quarter, and somebody said it's once every six weeks. Hmm. Okay. I almost, almost wish it was once a quarter. Because that makes it even easier. Once you get cards, you get to play with them. And I mean, the thing is about the um, the monthly packs uh, with Netrunner. So you and I, we try to play a couple games a month. But as soon as like like we get a deck built with a couple games, a whole new pack comes out, and you feel like, well, I need to try and adjust based on these cards. If you're always adjusting. And for those who are hardcore into this, that's great because it gives them every month a chance to tweak and change and and play and do different things. And but again, uh, you and I just don't have time to dedicate just to that one game to become studs. Studs is a pretty strong word, but yeah, I'm with you. I I agree with you on that because man, I just don't have the f- faculties. Is that the word for my brain? Yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. I mean, oh man, there's so much goodness out in the world of gaming right now. You know, there is. There is. It's 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 a. Uh, Anyway, so the other piece of news um, is that was just announced today that the third printing of Star Realms has now hit the market, and this printing is already sold out into distribution. Uh, so stores can get, still get it through distribution, but right now they have sold Star Realms 55,000 units in eight months. I have my copy. That is incredible. Incredible. That Kickstarter basically raised $51,000, which is no chump change, but there are many Kickstarters that raise a lot more than that. Their first printing was 10,000 units sold out. Second printing, 15,000 units gone. So in those first two printings, they sold all all 25,000. Third print run, 30,000 units gone. And a fourth printing of 60,000 units is on order and will be due in distribution in late November. Pause for effect. <laughs> um, hats off, Bravo Wizard Games. Bravo. Uh, a $15 game that has caught on like this. And uh, the app, a lot of people are playing the app. There's a lot of issues, I think, with the app. The app doesn't have a friends list, which I think is a pain because I don't remember everybody's username. But the app is doing well. They're going to be coming out with expansions. Yeah, they just announced their expansion as well. So, yes. so they've got that coming out for them. And then, of course, the promo packs are ridiculously out there um, priced. I forget what they were selling for on the market right now. you talk about somebody making some money. I bought some, dude. God, you awesome. I bought some back in the summer. I haven't even opened them. They're for solo play and also having like a co-op play against a certain scenario. So we need to try that sometime. Okay. Well, you know, some I've got it, and my wife loves this game. She really does. Before we got on tonight, we were playing while we were making the cookies, as I mentioned, and it was just, it was, she likes it. I think I even think the neighbors would enjoy it if I could get my second deck. I don't know how I got to read through the rules again. We've gone over them, but I think they, I mean, it's so easy, and it's so straightforward, and it's over and reset in no time. That's what's so great about it. Now, I have noticed playing so many games online that there are certain strategies that are starting to rise that everybody's doing. There are certain couple colors that seem to really dominate. If, if Yeah, if you see the greens come out, you go grab the greens. I mean, it's real 
simple. I mean, mm-hmm. the ball. no, actually, you, if I see the greens come out, I go grab the blues. You go grab the blues to, to gain health. To gain health because of the smackdown is coming. Yep. In fact, yesterday I, I won an online game and I won eighty six to nothing. That's how much health I'd gained. Wow. You can't beat that. Day. I mean, I, w- I was a health generating machine, and basically, I just kept whittling down l- little by little till I won. I can see that happening. I can see where you're generating that kind of health, especially with the bases out there. That's easy to do. Tons of bases, blues, and reds. Use the reds to get rid of all those starter cards, and I was drawing nothing but bases oh. and, and and damage cards from the reds. But that was it. But to this game's point is that deck. That's a great strategy if the blues show. Sure. And sometimes you do get stuck having to do rainbow decks because that's all you can do. Maybe in this fourth printing you can get you a copy if you want it or get your um, iPad app. I'm not. I'm going to buy the real thing because um, iPad app, I'm still just going to play words with friends. Dude, spend $5 so we can play online. Yeah, that's that's all I need to do. Is it turn-based? Will, will, it, can, will it hold my plays or do we have to be online? Yes. Okay. So it's kind of like Ascension that you never played with me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that play. I play Dan Patrice all the time from Geek All-Stars. Okay. I'll, I'll go out there and drop five. Can I get it on the – does it work on the phone? Uh, once you buy it, it works on all your devices. Oh, okay. So I can spend my Google Play money instead of my iOS. Okay. I can do that. Sure. See, see you're, you are just Mr. Knowledge. <laughs> and by the way – um. We have a star, our first video five minute initiative for Star Realms that will be, if not out now, be out very soon. That's that's great. It, I mean, that was a, I, I know a task that was monumental for you to, to pull all that together. Well, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to have the video, and I'm pulling the audio from the video to also release it. Release it so you can get it on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you want to hear that also. All right. Well, anything else? Man, I'm spent. Two podcasts in a week. I'm spent. Yeah, and this one was, you know, we're at, a, what, an hour and 15. And um, <laughs> and the other day, gosh, guys, we went for three hours the other night. They, they I know. think I said that. Yeah, they know. And, oh, I, will, I cannot wait. Normally, I'm, I don't get jazzed about a Kickstarter, Marty. I am so jazzed for this bottom of the ninth Kickstarter from Dice Ate Me Games, that baseball thing. I can just see you and I over our lunch meetings sitting there playing this game. Yeah, so again, that's kind of, it's kind of talked about on episode 85 of Geek All-Stars. Dice Ate Me has picked up Daryl bottom of the ninth. Bottom. Yeah, and so you can hear all the details about that. It's a game that might be right up mine and Tony's alley. Baseball theme, two-player card game, easy. So I can't wait to try it out. Easy peasy. I'm waiting for the next expansions. You know, they can go into the football and the hockey and that kind of stuff because you'd be fourth down and one. That's the name for it. But uh, Hey, Chris, fourth down and one, I came up with the name. <laughs> so. oh speaking of, speaking of which um so are we doing lunch tomorrow um everything looks good what do, what do you want to play um you know we haven't played netrunner in a month i haven't even built i'm still using the same decks from a month ago well then bring crossfire all right we'll be in crossfire maybe we can actually win earn some karma this time all right well so guys guess what it's come to another end of our show, so we hope you've enjoyed it. Um, once again, got some, hey, two contests. There you go. 
Yep, two contests. One is um, almost like a, a charity contest. Um, gamers supporting each other. Uh, just remember, you can just nominate somebody that you would want to be able to attend Mace and send that to RollDiceTakeNames at gmail.com, or you can just message us on BGG uh, through our guild if you want. And the second one is post a picture of why you deserve the Shadowrun Crossfire player expansion to uh, Twitter or uh, Instagram, which Tony is now managing. We'll see how that goes. And uh, use hashtag RDTN Shadowrun. Yeah, we've got seven followers on Instagram, and like you said, we're what 1800 on um twitter twitter right now yes yeah, busting cake if you if you haven't gotten on twitter get on there we're trying to get to 2000 by the end of the year y'all can do it come on go 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 sign up for another twitter <laughs> account just go ahead and go for it bring it in <laughs> go for it i don't know how it all works but just do it for me okay i'm slowly becoming like my parents on this technology stuff it's so sad so sad stanley and waldorf <laughs> you got the, did you just say stanley oh my gosh i think there's there's the outtake. <laughs> wow, Statler. <laughs> we can go with Stan. I'm I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wherever you are right now, Jim Henson, I'm, I apologize. Once again, two contests. Follow what Marty said. Don't listen to me. We're good to go. So if you would, just go out there and keep rolling dice and taking names. can follow us on Twitter at Dice and Names, or why don't you visit our website, RollDiceTakeNames.com, or if you prefer, subscribe on iTunes, or how about visiting our guild page on BoardGameGeek. Stadler? Oh, uh, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.